Hi everyone. Welcome to the first Rolling with Gay podcast. I'm here with my co-host uh, Ricardo, and I'm here with a special guest, Amy, which is gonna tell us about a paranormal uh, experience that a uh, story that happened to her. Um, and uh, on this show, uh, basically, before we jump into this, basically, I want to tell you. Um, my show, I want to talk about different topics, and we're going to talk, talk about different uh, situations that happen in my life or other people's lives. Or This is basically going to be a random show, random topic. You're going to get like a bunch of different topics on a, a weekly basis. So I hope you guys enjoy. Let's get this started. Hi, Amy. Hi, Dave and Ricardo. Thanks for having me. Okay, are you guys ready to hear my paranormal experience? Yes, uh, yes, yes. Okay, so this story starts in, I believe, 2003. And um, I was living in Chicago at the time, and we were in the middle of Chicago winter. And, um, okay, so to preface the story, um, when I was a kid, I was really into Barbies. And, um, you know, even though I grew out of it at a normal age, like most kids do, um, my dad, who really liked going to uh, thrift stores um, and secondhand stores, he would always find like weird collectible Barbie stuff and buy it for me. So even though I got rid of all the Barbie stuff as a kid, it kind of came back to me later in life. So as a joke, my dad, uh, for Christmas, he gave me a gift which was a used Barbie toy that he found in a thrift store. <laughs> so this toy was actually a Barbie, a Barbie alarm clock. Right. And it was about the size of a brick and it would, um, it would run on batteries or you could plug it into the wall. And um, it had two settings on it. So you could set the time and when the alarm would go off in the morning, it would sound like a regular alarm or it had this really creepy setting where the alarm would go, Ding, 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 wake up, it's Barbie. Wow. Yeah, so we plugged it in and we listened to it and I thought this is super creepy. Um, um, can you, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Wouldn't that be super annoying just to wake up to that every morning? Yeah, like, yeah if you're like seven years old, it would be funny, yeah. but as a you know 20 something year old, yeah. it was creepy and annoying. So I thought I never intended on using the alarm because I already had an alarm clock in my bedroom. Um, and this was before iPhone, so I didn't use my phone alarm. I just use a regular alarm clock. So, okay, my dad got me this Barbie alarm clock for Christmas. So it kind of like sat around. I never used it. Like every now and then when I was washing the dishes in the kitchen, I would listen to the radio on the Barbie alarm clock. Um, for months, I never set the alarm. Um, I never intended on setting the alarm. So at this time, living in Chicago, I was living in a condo that I didn't own. I was renting it out from somebody. And it was on a main street. And across, that sh across uh, the street was a hospital. And it was a smaller hospital. It was like specifically for people with um, heart issues. So it wasn't super busy. There weren't ambulances coming or anything. It was, um, so it was a hospital, but it was, it was small. So that's a place I was living in. And when I moved in there, I kind of thought something was off 
Right. And I lived by myself at the time. And I was always really creeped out at night when I was trying to sleep. I always felt like there was somebody on the opposite side of the wall. Right. Which would have been the kitchen. Do you have like those weird, like those weird feelings? Like, you know, like this doesn't feel right. Like your hair stand up or. Yeah, I, I, not really my hair standing up. I just always felt kind of paranoid and scared. And I had lived on my own for many years before that. So I wasn't afraid to live by myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was actually living in a neighborhood that was really close to my parents. So I didn't really feel like I was alone. Mm -hmm. I just always felt like somebody was on the other side of my bedroom wall. And, um, you know, a couple times I would get up and check and I would feel silly for checking. Um, Of course, nobody was ever there. So I thought, I'm being paranoid, I'm being a weirdo, I just ignored it. That's almost like how I was when, like, I'm just, like, having a bunch of clothes and stuff in my room. And, like, looking at night at those same objects, but they they change. Yeah, the shape of furniture and piles of clothing. They suddenly look like demons. have, Have you ever had an experience like that? Like... I mean, recently, yeah, like before I uh, gonna go to sleep, I I be hearing some strange noises in my room, like like creaks and stuff, like like, creaks and stuff, or like uh, hearing footsteps. Ooh, I never heard footsteps or anything. Mine wasn't anything. It didn't start off like that. It was just me feeling like something was there. Um, okay, so fast forward a couple more months. So at this time, uh, my boyfriend's name was Jason. Mm-hmm. We lived separately. He lived a couple neighborhoods away. Yeah. Um, his landlord was doing work on his building. So Jason would stay at my house all the time. And mm-hmm. we had been dating for maybe a year or mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. So he used to stay at my house all the time. Um, I mentioned the weird feeling to him. And he said, you know, you're crazy. I don't feel anything. It didn't affect him in the same way. Was was he, uh, did he believe in paranormal stuff? Did he believe in like supernatural things or? He was pretty skeptical, but that changed. Uh-huh. So things started happening. Um, I was by myself one night and I woke up to the feeling of somebody being in my apartment. And I just sat up and I listened and the only thing I heard was ding, 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 wake up, it's me, Barbie. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so man. So it's now summer. I had gotten the Barbie alarm clock for Christmas. It's now summer. Yeah. I had never set the alarm and then the Barbie alarm started going and, off in that little voice. And uh, have you had, did you have batteries in it? I either had batteries in it or it was plugged into the wall because, like I said, I would listen to the radio when I would wash dishes. But I'm, but but I'm saying at that time, did you have batteries in it? Yeah. Like, yeah. So you had batteries? Yes. So I, that's what I thought. So I thought, okay, I might have, when I was moving it, maybe when I was cleaning, I hit the alarm somehow. Push some button? Maybe I pushed a button by accident. So that happened. And then I told Jason about it. I told my dad about it. And they were like, you're crazy. So I kind of just laughed it off. Um, a couple of nights later, it's, I don't know, maybe two, three, four in the morning. You know, the neighborhood's completely quiet. Everyone in my building is quiet. All of a sudden I wake up to what sounded like an intense buzzing 
And I walked out into the living room where the noise was coming from and the receiver. So I had like an old school uh, sound system where I had the receiver, the CD player, the turntable. And so the receiver was turned on and the volume was turned up all the way, but nothing else was on. Yeah. So it was just, it was the sound of like feedback coming through my speakers yeah. with the volume all the way up. Really? Yeah. So I was mm. terrified. I was like shaking and sweating. So I turned off the receiver, went back to bed, totally freaked out. I told Jason about it and he was like, that's weird, but it could have been somebody in another apartment using a remote on the same frequency that maybe activated the receiver. You know, of course he had a way to explain it. And I said, wanting to believe him, I said, yeah, you're probably right. But in the back of your mind, did you think otherwise? Oh, I was totally freaked out because it had happened just a few days after the Barbie alarm had gone off. And I was thinking, why does this keep happening in the middle of the night? Because honestly, I can't really think of like a remote just like accidentally turning it on. That, that for, kind of for stuff. The signal going through the wall and stuff like that. That that stuff has happened. When I was growing up, we had a neighbor that when they would uh, open up their garage door, our ceiling fan would turn on in the kitchen. So it was just like the same kind of frequency. Yeah, yeah. So when he suggested that theory, I thought, yeah, he could be right. Well, yeah. So, but I was still scared because yeah. I thought, why is this only happening at night? Why is it only happening when I'm alone? Yeah. Okay, so that happened. And then other little things started happening where I would just, I started having um, sleep paralysis. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, but it's when you have like, you're kind of in the state between sleeping and sleeping. dreaming and you dreaming. feel like you're completely paralyzed and mm. frozen yeah. and you can't wake up and you feel like you're stuck. And it's a really, really horrible yeah, feeling. Yeah. And that sleep paralysis, um, like the myths behind it go way far back. Yeah. And back in the day, they thought, you know, it had to do with, um, you know, like uh, spirits or demonic possession. And now there's science behind it saying that it's sometimes just a state in between uh, dream states. Yeah. You know, where. Be being half awake and half asleep. Yeah. So that started happening to me really frequently in that apartment and that had never happened to me before. And I would be lying in bed, fearful for my life, feeling there was somebody in my apartment, but I couldn't move, I couldn't scream, I couldn't do anything. Yeah. So that started happening. Um, and I didn't really say anything about it because there's not anything that anyone can do about it. Yeah. And a couple of more times it happened where I would wake up in the middle of the night and my receiver would be on full blast with that feedback sound um, coming through my speakers. And it's just so I, I started telling more and more people about it, thinking yeah. there has to be something wrong. This maybe, can't be. Or maybe you can get some advice. For some, maybe that happened to somebody and maybe you can figure it out. Yeah. So... Um, Everyone just kind of brushed it off and yeah. laughed at my story. And then at but, the time... But don't you think, like, sorry to cut you off, mm -hmm. but don't you think that, like, sometimes, like, people might think you're crazy because you're bringing that up constantly, like, like... That's why I wouldn't... When it comes to me, I don't like to bring up stuff too many, too many times because people think I'm crazy or think I'm over I'm overthinking things, you know? 
because I noticed that when I when I'm talking a little bit like about some stuff, you know, like oh, stop worrying too much, stop, you know, over. Yeah, people tend to brush it off. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of just. I was really creeped out, but I didn't really feel like there was anything anybody could do, so I wasn't talking about it too much. Um, so at the time, I was working at a framing place where we would do like, uh, you know, people would bring in their paintings and we would frame them. It was in downtown Chicago, um, and I had gone to work one day, took the train, went to work, and had a normal morning mm. and at lunch I went out to get food and when I came back my boss his name was Ty he's still a, a good friend of mine um, he said hey uh, your boyfriend Jason just called he said to tell you he can't stay there anymore and that he took your <laughs> receiver he took it with him and he forgot to lock the door on his way out and I was kind of like whoa, what the hell happened yeah. <laughs> to make him, yeah. you know, because so he was also a bartender. So he would work till like 4 a.m. And then he would sleep really late the next yeah. day. So for him to get up that early, take disassemble my my stereo system. He must have got really freaked out. Some Yeah, something happened. So um, after my work shift ended, I went over to his house and I was like, wait, what happened? And he said, did you go home, make sure your door was locked? Because I think I forgot to lock it when I left. And I said, don't worry about it. It's, you know, I'll have a neighbor check on the door. And then um, I asked him what happened. And he said that he was sleeping. And at like 10 a.m. or something, my radio came on just full blast, complete full blast. And uh, he said he went into the living room and it was my entire stereo system was just lit up like everything was on it was turned on full blast what the... yeah and he had not experienced that mm. before so he kind of thought when i was describing it that i was being dramatic and when it happened to him he was like i'm out i can't do he this was, he was a skeptic and he oh. yeah so he actually got so upset that he disassembled my sound system um and took it apart and brought some of it over to his house and right. then my thinking was well what if my stereo system is possessed now it's in your house yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically bringing the spirit to yeah. yeah so you know we were joking around because we didn't know yeah. what to do and so we got rid of it we like we threw the receiver in the dumpster and then uh he gave me his receiver from like a different stereo system that he yeah. wasn't using um and it didn't really quite end there. Like we just had this feeling all the time that there was something wrong with that apartment. It always felt like there was somebody in my kitchen. Um, he wouldn't stay there anymore. He was really freaked out. So I ended up moving in with him, um, yeah. which was kind of our, our plan was to move in together yeah. at some point yeah, anyways. So, but you guys haven't figured that stuff out yet. Right, but instead of him moving in with me, I yeah. moved in with him because yeah. I just always had a really bad vibe about that place. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, I moved in with him. We lived together for, I don't know, maybe six year, six or seven years. Mm -hmm. Fast forward many, many years. Um, I was in that same neighborhood mm -hmm. and I was at a coffee shop really close to the apartment where I had all the issues. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to a friend about all the weird stuff that went down there. And the owner of the coffee shop said, oh, did you live in that one building on 
Montrose, right across yeah. from the hospital. Yeah, yeah. And I said, yeah. And she said, well, I don't know if you know the story, but back in the 70s, because of the cardiac hospital across the street, before that building was a condo building, it right. was kind of like a regular old school Chicago apartment building. And there, because it was right across the street from the cardiac center, mm. uh, there was lots of nurses who lived in that building. Like they specifically used that building for nurses who worked across the oh, street. Really? So it turns out in the 70s, there was a huge, huge fire and something like 20 nurses died in that building. And that's when they kind of, after the fire, they tore the building apart and then did this big rehab and turned it into condos and somebody bought it. Again. And I rented it out. Again. I think the, the spirits kind of latched on, you know, like there had, there had to be something tragic that happened back then. Yeah. You know, and the spirits just latched onto that site. Yeah, I think that definitely there was something in there that was unhappy because it didn't feel like somebody playing a prank on me or something just trying to make its presence known. Like it felt, it felt bad. It you, felt evil. And you know, and you know that, you know, you could disturb a spot like probably putting that building on top of that probably disturbed the spirits too. Because they weren't maybe. cleansed or something. That spot wasn't cleansed. So. Or maybe just people, you know, having 20 people die tragically in yeah. one place. Yeah, maybe there's an accumulation of yeah. uh, bad energy. That's, that's crazy. I mean, me personally, I've never experienced, like, any paranormal things. Um... I've, I know like a lot of people that have, but I still have an open mind to it. You know, it's, yeah. I mean, you have to, I mean, I've, I've seen things where, where like I've heard where kids believe they were, had past lives and stuff. I, yeah. I believe in all that stuff, past lives. And I believe you know, because there has to be an explanation for everything, you know? I mean, I think we just try to cover things up, you know, because we, that's too supernatural. That's too out there, you know, but. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe in it. I think that every all the spirit that humans embody, um, to believe that it just ends when we end seems like too neat and tidy. Yeah, that's too, like, that's too, like, simple. Like, oh, I'm just going to move on to a better place. Like, some, some, somehow I believe that spirits don't want to just leave this place. They don't want to leave what, what's, you know, beyond Earth. Because they don't, they're probably scared, number one to know what's on the other side. And number two, we we lived here all our lives. You know, we, yeah, we've grown up, we've had on. families, we've, you know, we've had friends and just just to leave all that behind, I could, yeah. I could honestly see my spirit, like once I pass on, like, <laughs> like, I don't know, I just, 
I believe in all that stuff, all that weird, weird, like, it just goes to show you, you got to have an open mind. Yeah, I always had an open mind towards it, and it wasn't really until that experience that it just really solidified the, uh, I mean, for me, I, I, it was definitely very real, and it was something that affected me, and it wasn't just me, it was, you know, Jason was there and experienced it, and um, witnessed it, and it was enough for him to say, I'm, I'm, I'm never going back there. <laughs> and he was a big, you know, what is, tattooed what, yeah. rock star bartender dude who, you know, yeah. ran yeah. out of my house at yeah. 9 a.m. with pieces of my stereo I mean, system. Come on, you can't mess with paranormal. Paranormal, there's nothing to fight. How are you going to protect yeah. yourself, you know? So I was like, yeah. of course I would give anybody out. I'll put my wheelchair on full jet mode and I'm, and I'm out. <laughs> well, <I'll> like later. <laughs> well, that's my story. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Oh, man, I enjoyed it very it much. Great.